1: Chris and Amy show on KMOX. It is time to go to the Quiver River electric guest line today because there's been um, a lot of developments as it pertains to Russia and Ukraine and even some uh, domestic things uh, concerning Russia. But we'll get to that in the next segment. But right now, we're going to take some time to visit with Ellen Carnigan, who is a St. Louis University professor of political science, who joins us now on KMOX. Ellen, we appreciate your time today. Thank you for visiting with us.
2: Glad to be here.
1: Wanted to focus on the death of Alexei Navalny with you. The uh, development that happened just a few days ago, that it almost felt like it was inevitable After he went back to Russia, after escaping uh, many years ago, he decides to go back. He's been in prison. Um, The situation there with him and the fact that he is now dead and everybody suspects that Vladimir Putin had everything to do with his death. What does this mean greater picture for the politics of that region and ultimately the United States?
2: OK, well, I think one thing to keep in mind is that the opposition, um, the anti-Putin opposition in Russia, which, of course, would include Navalny, was in very restricted situation prior to Navalny's death. Uh, that is to say, it was almost impossible to say anything um, publicly that would criticize Putin or especially the war in Ukraine. Um, most prominent Opposition leaders were either in prison, like Navalny, or in exile. Um, many people, not at all prominent, had also decided that they weren't safe to stay in the country and had left the country. So, the the opposition prior to Navalny's death was in a very restricted state, and it remains in that state today. So, in in some ways, his death doesn't doesn't make it worse um, because it had been in such a poor shape beforehand.
1: Would there have been a real political, let's say he wasn't in prison for any reason and and Putin didn't, I mean, he very quite literally uh, imprisoned a political opponent. Let's say that had not happened. Would he had a real opportunity to defeat Putin in an election?
2: Um. Well, there's two questions involved in that question you just asked. One was, would he be able to run? Uh, And the second question is, would he be able to win? Um, I think it's fairly clear he would not be able to run any candidate that Putin sees as an actual threat um, never manages to get on the ballot. And usually the the reason is that the Election Commission says that some of the signatures that uh, were on the petition to get the person on the ballot are invalid. And the election commission can pretty much do that at will. Um, so that it's highly unlikely that he ever would have been able to run um, in a presidential election. Had he been able to run in a presidential election, it's not at all clear that he would have won. Um, that, that is to say, he is perhaps the best known um, opposition figure, but he is not universally loved within Russia. And part of that is because of the uh, Putin regime's control of, the press so that what a lot of people know about Navalny is what Putin chooses for them to know. And it's not at all flattering. Um, But given that situation, um, it would have been hard uh, for him to um, be a credible threat. I think the thing with dictators, though, is that they don't tend to have really good information about what people think and how people might behave. Um, and so they're worried about potential threats, uh, even if that potential threat is not um, n- not necessarily going to immediately push them from office.
1: Bearing all of this in mind, what is the future, do you think, in the short and maybe longer term for the Russian opposition?
2: Um, well, I think... I think in the in the short term, uh, things are likely to remain roughly as they are, with people um, who are involved in the opposition uh, most active outside the country as opposed to within the country. And that, of course, is a real restriction in terms of uh, effectiveness. Um, Navalny's wife, uh, Yulia, um, has announced that she's going to take over leadership of his organization. Um, and she strikes me as a really competent woman. Um, And I think she has, uh, at this moment in time, but probably going forward as well, a a fair amount of sympathy from the population. Um, And uh, so uh, there's some potential there, uh, but that doesn't change the overall situation that there's not much an opposition politician can do from outside Russia. And if uh, they return to Russia, they tend to end up in prison.
1: We have seen over the last several months, and I think we could all see this coming, the difficulty in getting more funding to Ukraine in their effort to drive Russia out of their country following the invasion. And there have been mostly, it's been mostly Republicans who have been against the idea of sending more aid. It's not all of them. There are plenty of Republicans that think that we should continue to fund Ukraine. Would it be a mistake for the United States, and, and I mean I guess you could answer this from a European perspective too, but for the United States itself and, and our interests, would it be a mistake if we failed to support them in their effort?
2: well i certainly think it would be a mistake um i think i think what we have seen in the last couple of months in terms of uh where what's happening in the fighting in ukraine is that ukraine is having trouble holding the line um without the aid that they had been getting in the past um and uh that without that aid um it is much more likely that russia will simply win Um, And if Russia wins in Ukraine, um, I see no reason why Putin wouldn't want to move on to other countries. Um, And probably the first of those might be Moldova, which is not a NATO member. uh, But after that, we start getting into um, NATO members. If Putin attacks a NATO member, the United States is obligated uh, by the terms of the NATO treaty to defend that person. Uh, I think we'd be much better off fighting this war in Ukraine than in Poland.
1: Ellen Carnegie, St. Louis University Professor of Political Science, we appreciate your time. Great information again. Thank you for talking with us.
2: Thank you very much.
1: That is Ellen Carnegie visiting with us on the Quiver River Electric guest line. We have uh, more Russian-related news uh, to bring to you or a story that's happening now, but more so as it pertains to domestic issues. And we'll discuss that with Scott McFarland from CBS News. A correspondent is with us when we come back on the Chris and Amy show on KMOX